Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another Twilight Zone episode of Sci-Fi Watcher. Glad you could join us again this night. I'm Corey Shret, and that's Brian Lee over there. Brian, how's it going? Hey, Corey. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we're slowly getting through these episodes of the new Twilight Zone, and uh, got another one for us to talk about again this week. You ready to talk? Let's do this thing. All right. So this week's episode is called The Traveler, episode four of season one, episode four overall, of course. April 18th, 2019, this one came out, written by Glenn Morgan, directed by Anna Lily Amapour, and this takes place, it's a Christmas episode in Alaska. Yeah. I feel like watching this episode, we're finally getting into a more, you know, a more closer to Twilight Zone episode. What do you think? Oh, well, I will totally explain to you later in that, yes, we are. But, <laughs> but before we get to that, I... I, I, I I was wondering if they were planning on releasing the Twilight Zone late last year because this Christmas episode feels like they would have released it in December. You know, it's kind of weird having mm. watching a Christmas episode in April. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like, oh, okay. Like, I, I did notice something about this, and maybe it was like this for the other episodes, but there were breaks for commercials. Yeah. Did you notice? I did. Was it like that for the other episodes and I just forgot? I think they were. I think they were. I have to go back and look. I um, mean, it, it. I wonder if they were really going to push this for CBS, you know, over the air and not CBS All Access. So they had to put breaks. Maybe they did that just to cover their, their backsides. Yeah. If it didn't go on a streaming service and it was going to go over the air, you might be right about that. Yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's kind of like watching a, a regular TV show on like Netflix that fades out and fades back in, and you're like, huh. Yeah, it feels weird. It feels weird to watch like that on a streaming service where there's no commercials, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I just noticed that. That's nothing yeah, that important. Yeah, just, just like, oh, yeah, it's more noticeable, obviously, when there's no commercials in the middle there. It's just like, huh, that's interesting. Yeah, a bunch of fade to blacks, though. I was like, what? Yeah. Well, I mean, this was what forty something minutes. I don't. I didn't write the time down on this one. Fifty one minutes. Fifty one. Okay. It didn't feel that long to me. Felt like it was going up pretty fast. A good, a good click. Yeah. Um. So, like you said, Christmas episode in Alaska, small town. Small um, town. Small town outside an Air Force base. Yeah. Good catch there. Yeah. Which, north uh, Pole's pretty close. Fifteen hundred miles. I mean, so they're pretty far north. Yeah. Um, and I guess they have some weird tradition about, you know, um, the sheriff par pardoning a jailer. Yeah. Or, Cap Captain Pendleton pardons a jailer as long as he didn't commit like a serious crime, like murder or whatever on Christmas. Yeah. And of course they played Christmas music through the, the police radio and it's very, mm -hmm. very Christmassy. It's very Christmassy this one time of the year, Christmas Eve. Yeah. It probably would have played better if it was that time of the year, too. Yeah, I, I mean, I still enjoyed it, don't get me wrong, but it was just like, it's April I'm watching this new episode, you know? It's like... Yeah, yeah. Maybe December would have been a little more in the festive mood for it. Right. So, um, Sergeant Yuka, you know, gets her brother on a trumped-up charge to bring in. So they <laughs> I didn't know what the charge... What was the charge? Uh, it was, it was like th this... Drunk and disorderly or something like that, but he wasn't. Yeah. He was drunk, but he was just at the bar, and they they she brought him in on that just so he can get pardoned, so he can 
get some dinner, free dinner and pie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically what it is. And then she was going to be back in the bar in like an hour is what she said. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, I think Greg Kinnear, who played the captain, did a pretty good job of playing like a an a-hole, you know. I enjoyed, yeah, I enjoyed it. He played that. He had it was a good balance of him. Um, I, I, I like the and I almost I want to call it the Andy Griffith moment of the show. I don't know if you would have if you had caught it at all. What's the, that? The the fact almost the fact that the keys to this jail cell was almost within reach. Because on the Andy Griffith show, if you've ever watched it, that's where the, the the keys were always right next to the jail cell. So so when uh, the drunk guy um wanted to get out he would just grab the keys and unlock the cell oh you think it's just a, a homage to that i th- almost i mean because they show him trying to grab the keys and it's just out of reach because it's like why would you put the keys there and kind of felt like an Andy uh-huh. griffith moment in, in my opinion for that otis otis was the drunk guy i just remembered his name okay uh yeah i i, I liked it i don't i'm just I'm like oh that's cute mm-hmm. and then we meet up with a stranger or a traveler i mean Hey, traveler, yep. Which apparently his name is Argo Argo Agro. I'm sorry, Agro Travelers. He has a YouTube page, Agro Travelers Bucket List. So he right, has, right. Has name legally changed in California to a traveler. Which, yeah, I think I knew right away who this guy was. <laughs> Did you? Uh, yeah, I had a feeling. I mean, obviously, it comes to fruition. Well, I mean, when when they when they showed up at the police station, they were looking at this star. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's an odd star. Yeah. And it moved after they went back in. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I can mm-hmm. see where this is going. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, you know, I mean, the fact, first of all, Stephen Young is, was great for this part. He was the, the, his mannerisms were freaky. Mm-hmm. The, 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 he had that, that 1940s, like you said, 1940s, like zoot suit look on him. Mm-hmm. It was just it, something about him was just way off. It was kind of like too scary. Yeah, I mean, I liked it for that aspect of it, the the quirkiness of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, a person out of place, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, was it from a different time or what's going on with this guy? I was like, that was my question. And then and then he had that weird phone, which like, oh, it's a strange phone, and it's like, ah, oh, whatever. Like, what do you mean, whatever? That phone does not look like anything we've ever seen. No, it was like a piece of clear plastic. But they may not know any better. You know. Uh, you know, I mean, they're up in Eglac, Alaska. That's right. This is the new uh, iPhone 20. Yeah. 8K, <laughs> 8K video resolution. Yeah. like That's yeah, right. Yeah. 8K video resolution on your phone. I would blow my mind away if you had that. Yeah. Uh, Christmas party going on. And occasionally, the, uh, the I guess the military base uh, borrows power or steals power from the town. And that's why there's like power failures and brownouts every so often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was different. And, and then we find out this this traveler knows a lot about everybody in town. Which is really baffling. Um and I was like, can he read minds? You well, know, that, how does that, he know? Well, that's what I was thinking, because when he was talking to that um that that uh that cop, the 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 young woman, he said he you know, he's got some furs, one of the things she wants most for Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, so it's like, can he read minds? It's kind of like a Santa Claus episode in a way. Kind of. Yeah. Because he knows what you're thinking. He knows mm-hmm. when you've been bad or good. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I get that kind of correlation. 
Yeah, and then they stick him back in a cell, and he says he's a special agent. He keeps changing his story yeah. on what he is. He said it twice because yeah. he first he was uh, from another out another cop outpost or something. Yeah. Right? Now he's a special agent. Mm-hmm. So it's about there's a location of a like a of a classified shed there. And the shed it's a shed that connects the town to the base. Mm-hmm. And nobody knew about it. Right. Apparently, but the sheriff does. Yeah. And apparently is the sheriff working for the communists for or which or the Russians, which I'm like, this kind of felt like Cold War era, like, okay, the Russians, it doesn't feel as intimidating as, you know, like back in the eighties if they had done this. Like but I, I think they're on the outskirts of Alaska. That's like just on the edge of Siberia, probably. Pretty much. That's what it seemed like. They were like way, like they mm-hmm. were talking about the Bering Strait. They're like not that far from the Bering Strait, which is the separation between the two countries. Right. So it's 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 believable, I guess, in that mm-hmm. a- aspect. Um, and then the uh, the 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 captain sees, you know, a traveler with like antenna. <laughs> oh, I love, it. I love it. It's like, what's that antenna? Like, it almost felt like an like a a horror movie there for a moment. Did you? Yeah, see and I had to like go back. I had to rewind it and watch it again because I kind of missed it because it was kind of dark in my room. Well, they made sure to make sure it wasn't blatantly obvious either, which is great. yeah, yeah. Which I like that, you know. So it's like if you didn't really see it, maybe it wasn't there. You're like, but it felt like a horror movie. I went, did you see it? Did you see it? It's like it's like nice. Hmm. Um, hmm. And then at the end, we find out what was going on. Mm-hmm. The guy got his pie. <laughs> Wait, you skipped a lot there. <laughs> well, what did I skip? I mean, well, I mean, he was. We we found out about the police. The police chief, you know, is working for the Russians. But how did we know that? Well, because he he tripped out and he's like, um, he said something. The traveler said something about there's a team headed towards that shed mm-hmm. and you know, are you going to warn the Russians? Are you going to, are you going to intercept our team? And then that's why, um, what's her name? Yuka, right. The police officer wanted to, uh, get there first or get there. Okay. At the same time. I didn't, I, I didn't take it that way. I just figured he was just going to try to make sure it was safe. Cause he wasn't, I don't think he knew what this guy was anyway. Yeah, but he was saying stuff. I mean, he's. I think that the traveler, alien, whatever, is a mind reader. He knows mm-hmm. what you're thinking, that just like he like knew it. what her Christmas gift was, right? Or what she wants for Christmas, and she doesn't want. She probably wants to be police chief. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it ends with the standoff there, where she shows up, and. You know, she was going to arrest him for working with the Russians. Right. And then the alien chips show up and it's kind of anticlimactic because the aliens go overhead and then we cut to uh, Jack eating pie with uh, a traveler in his alien form. Right. Did you get where this this was coming from this this episode? Because I had to read a review to get it. Are you talking about what do you mean? Now, I want you to say what you're going to say first before I say what I'm going to say. What do you mean? Right. I had from? to read a review to understand what the gist of this whole episode is because there's something 
something not right about this episode. Right. And it's kind of like a take on colonialism is what I read. Mm-hmm. Um, because at one part, Jack, um, before he gets the pie, he talks to the alien and he says, maybe you'll do it better than they did it. Or like, maybe you'll do a better job. Right. He wasn't, he was talking about the, his people were colonized by the U S right now. They're going to be colonized by aliens. And that's why he said, maybe okay. he'll do a better job. I didn't, I didn't see that, but that, that's, that's a good, that's a good one there. I, they, yeah, that's, that's a good in-depth analysis of that. I never would have picked that up myself. Yeah. So the whole take is on, on colonialism. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the conqueror showing up mm-hmm. and messing with the, the indigenous people, mm-hmm. um, showing up flashy. And like, look at us, right? Kind of thing, and like stroking their egos, right? You know, paying them off. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's that's what this this review this review is on Vulture. That's good. I so like that. I had that's, to read it because it was deep. That is pretty deep, but I like that. I really like that. Um, but then again, it's kind of like I, I wish it went a little bit further than it did. And we got to see, I guess, what the aliens did after that. Uh, I don't think so. I think then the episode would have fallen apart even more. Because are they taking over the planet? Or are they just taking over those people? I don't know. I mean, because they were flying overhead. So are they like heading towards the U.S. where they like just needed to get to like the major cities or something? I mean, I think they were probably just infiltrating. They were infiltrate. They were taking over the. They're heading towards the, the military base, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't care about that town, and, and okay, and that's the thing that I don't know if, the, if you noticed it or whatever. It, to me, it was kind of strange. Look, they're they're in this hole in the wall town in this little sheriff station, and I swear to God, she's walking down these long, strange corridors to get to the jail cells. Mm-hmm. It seemed kind of weird to me. It's like that's kind of like overkill for this small town. Well, I will say I I know the director not intimately, but I've seen her movies. Mm-hmm. And she's a very visual person. Um, a lot of her her stuff, um, very dark, very uh, I don't know, style over substance. Right. So I think that's probably just her her mo first things. Mm-hmm. There was a shot when um, the police officer was on the phone, and the chief was behind her, looking down on her, and it was kind of a cool little effect. Right. So very stylistic. She's an indie director. Yeah, I, 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 you can tell the style, the stylization. You could tell she was an indie director, just the way, it, yeah, the feel of it was. Um, what do you think of the scene overall? I mean, how, how, how'd you like the story? Um, I liked it. It had some, you know, it didn't, it wasn't easy to read. I guess mm-hmm. it kind of developed over time. Um, I like the style of it. I think I liked it better than. The past episode, the episode right before this. Uh, okay, I can't remember what um, the past episode was. Um, the playback one where they're. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, de- yeah definitely better than that. <laughs> so I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was more in the realm of Twilight Zone. Okay. Um. It- one more thing, I, I in that article I was reading, they kind of. Related this to an another Twilight Zone episode called "Will the Real Martian Please Stand Up?" Have really? you seen that one? No, because I was actually going to reference one called "The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street." It could be. You know that one, right? 
No, I don't. Okay, so this is from season one of the original show, and it's about a town in Maple Street where kids are playing and adults are playing, and a shadow passes overhead, accompanied by a roar, a flash of light, and falling stars, and they think it's mm-hmm. meteors, and then there's like weird power failures in the town, and the people are paranoid of each other, and then at the very okay. end, it cuts away to an alien's watching them and figuring out how they can take over the planet one neighborhood at a time. It, it could be that too. It's it's basically, it's an alien centric episode. Yeah. I mean, I, I watched it and I'm like, that's the same episode. Have you seen that other one with a real Martian police stand up? I'm actually seen. I probably have. I'm looking. Yes, I have seen this one. They're in like a diner. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, they don't know which is, who's the alien in the, in, in the scene, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think it's kind of a combination of both. I can see that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, that's why I, I I like this episode. Well, it started to fall apart for me when, when the guy, when, uh, the traveler saying that he's a special agent and, uh, the Russians and all this, I'm like, uh, I kind of lost, kind of fell apart for me there. And Hmm. the fact that it felt like an old Twilight, it was like a Twilight Zone episode redone. It's like, Hmm, I want something original. You don't think this is original? I feel, I felt it felt original to me. Um, it had some collusion kind of aspects to it. Right. That was also mentioned in the article that I read. It's the best one I think so far. Even better than the uh, thirty thousand feet. Uh yeah, I will give it that because thirty thousand okay. feet should have stopped before they the before oh, yeah, they yeah. came back. Yeah. Um, this one ended at the right point, I think. Um, but I want something original. We already we I can say Black Mirror is our modern day twilight zone i want something i want this to be original i want original stories i want them to go i don't want you to see the twilight zone i want you to write something really weird and bizarre and something that screws with your mind and we haven't well, got then, it yet. then we're just going to compare it to black mirror because okay. black mirror already did a good job okay but <laughs> you, you don't want to compare it to the old twilight zone either because that did a good great job too well you want to ha- i just feel like you need to have some touches of the old show if it's going to be in the Twilight Zone universe, you know. Yeah, but they've been doing more than touching. <laughs> it seems it seems more a little, little handsy here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just I feel like they need to pull it back a little bit from the original stuff. Put references in there. That's fine. But come up with a completely original storyline if you can. There was a couple more references. Did you see the doll? They used they put that doll in there again. The doll um, that was in the thirty thousand feet that washed up. Onto shore. Oh, I didn't even see that. That was there. There was also like this um, mannequin, not mannequin, a puppet face. And I think it was probably from an episode. Hmm. Um, one of those pup, uh, ventriloquist head. Right. It looked like an old timey ventriloquist head, but oh, wow. I don't know what episode that referenced. That's cool, though. All right. So on a scale of 110, how would you rate this one? I give it a solid seven. Yeah, I'm 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 going to seven too. It's uh, Greg Kinnear is probably Greg Kinnear and Stephen Young made this episode. Um, to me, I will say the 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 new actress uh the, that played Yuka, mm-hmm. she was like a little mousy, I guess. And I mean, you could barely hear when she was talking. Right. She's a brand new actress, so yeah, she's I'll got give like her three, She got like three credits to her thing, is what I saw. But I think like. It could have been better with a stronger actress. But you also needed to get somebody that was uh uh 
what's the word I'm looking for? The right descent. Yes, yeah. I, I, I'm trying. To, I want to say Eskimo, but that's not it. But you know, um, whatever, whatever the, the natives of Alaska are. Yeah. Well, she's she is from that area, so that's right. she fits the role, the look. Yeah, but, she I has mean, the. Look. She doesn't have the acting chops, though. No. Um, but yeah, she was probably the weakest part of it. But yeah, uh, seven a good seven a fun episode, and I'm hoping we got six more to go. I'm hoping the show gets better. Same here. If it doesn't, I don't think we're going to see a season two. Mm, we'll see. CBS has a lot of money. <laughs> anyway, that's it for this week's episode. I want to thank Brian for being here. Brian, where can we find you online? You can find me on Twitter or Instagram. It's Brian says. And of course, check us out at sayproductions.com slash sci-fi watcher for all your sci-fi goodness. So many episodes going on. Check them all out at sayproductions.com slash sci-fi watcher. That's it for this special edition of the podcast. And until next time, have a great one. 